Hello. Hey. So this is a bonus episode. Um, little uh, mini one, a little baby mini-sode, a bite-sized. Mm-hmm. We still never decide if we're going to call them flights or what we're going to call them, but it is what it is. Um, so we all know that the true kind, true to crime. Yeah, I can't talk. Two crime, two crime. The true crime story that got Becky obsessed with true crime was the Lacey Peterson murder. Yes. And there have been some new developments on um, what's going on with it. And so we've decided to give Becky free range to <gasps> talk about this murder and I the evidence. cannot wait. And she is going to take control of the episode and tell us all about it and the new developments. So take it away, Becky. <sighs> okay. So yeah, I was really, I like basically shit a brick because new things have been going on with this case. And by now, I, I feel like probably people my age, even a little bit younger or a little bit older, they might not know about it because it's getting old. I mean, it happened in 2002. Right. So it's like 19 years old almost. Um, so, uh, but I don't know why it stuck with me. I think it was just like on, I think it was on the news a lot and I probably just caught glimpses of it. And it's just like the first like creepy, uh, weird, like gives you goosebumps, uh, things that I remember. And then, mm-hmm. um, when the verdicts were, were happening, my, my parents like had, were talking about that and i just always remember having this like in the back of my mind and finding it very fascinating yeah so yeah so basically what happened so scott and lacey peterson um they they were married uh at at this time and they and she was pregnant with very pregnant eight months pregnant with their first kid i want to say that they were like mid to late 20s like they were pretty you know they were just like kind of starting out as like a married couple um so i'm not i'm not gonna get into too much of the background because that's all like kind of boring like but what's interesting is just so so lacy disappears and it's um it's christmas eve of 2002 it, everything it's kind of just a normal day like they're watching like the martha stewart show um before scott goes to work i believe he was like a fertilizer salesman and what a fucking job right yeah slinging shit and talking shit that's all he ever did <laughs> that wasn't even that wasn't even rehearsed like <laughs> out i'm actually pretty proud of how organically that happened that just crawled <laughs> right out of her mouth oh okay. <laughs> wow okay um so so yeah that's <laughs> that's what that's what he did um i believe lacy was had been like a substitute teacher um but then but then she be then she was like a, I think a housewife and she was like she was pregnant um so was essentially like at home uh pretty much all the time and so so it was it's weird like everything seemed like very very normal on that day it was christmas eve of 2002 um scott i believe went 
he went out he went to or did he go to work or did he go like fishing so there was this whole thing with him being on like a fishing boat like that day he called um he called uh lacy when he was on his way home and said he left the following message he said hey beautiful it's 2 15 i'm leaving berkeley um yeah he had gone fishing about 90 miles from the couple's home in modesto california um he called her right before he got home then when he ended up getting home like it, it things looked shady like they had a dog the the gate was open and the dog i think had been outside but like lacy wasn't there so uh, wait 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 what was the dog okay <laughs> yes the dog was fine okay i just needed to know all right sorry continue okay so this is what happened so this their neighbor karen um, stated that around 10.30 in the morning, she found the Peterson's dog uh, alone outside the home and returned them or returned the dog to the backyard. Another neighbor said he saw um, the dog at about 10.45 while he was playing with his own dog. Um, so this was all this was all super weird. And like red flags were kind of was were kind of going up at that at that time. Um, he leaves this Scott Peterson leaves this message saying, Hey, beautiful. I'm leaving, you know, the boat where he was fishing. Um, and Scott stated that he went fishing about 90 miles out. Detectives immediately launched a search, uh, but they were very, they were immediately just like surprised by Scott Peterson's behavior. Um, one detective said when he first met him, uh, he didn't, he, did, he just didn't seem like how you would normally react, which obviously we can't always judge, but he just seemed very eerily calm. Mm-hmm. Um, so Modesto police and firefighters, they carried out like this huge search along the, along this Creek near the house. Uh, the search came to include like helicopters. Uh, it, it was like a, a huge deal there because Lacey's parents were the ones that got really up. Like, you know, they were really worried Whereas yeah. Scott was kind of like, kind of chill about the whole thing. Right. Um, they were doing water rescue units. Uh, a total of 30 officers were involved in the search, as well as um, Lacey's loved ones, volunteers. Everyone was really interested in getting her home. And I mean, the fact that she's like eight months pregnant is like, you're alt- you're automatically very worried. Um. A $25,000 reward was offered, which later increased to 250000 and then uh, finally to 500000 for any information about uh, Lacey and anyone that could lead to her getting safely home. So on after the search, so this was in December, on April 13th, 2003, a couple walking their dog found the decomposing but well-preserved body of a late-term male fetus in a marshy area of the san francisco bay um and it's uh, the baby's umbilical cord had still been attached mm-hmm. um it was appearing to have been torn but not like professionally cut or clamped and although a judge sealed the autopsy results an anonymous associated press source revealed that uh one and a half loops of nylon tape were found around the fetus's neck and a significant uh, cut was on the fetus's body. So, 
Had she given birth or had it been cut out of her? I believe it had been... No, I don't think she had given birth. Okay, sorry. Just wanted to clarify. No, yeah, that's a good question. And I don't believe that she had given birth. Okay. Um, one A day later, a passerby found the body of a recently pregnant woman wearing um, beige pants, a maternity bra, um, and she had washed up on the same bay one mile from where the baby was found. So the corpse was decomposed to the point of being like almost unrecognizable. Um, the woman had been decapitated and her limbs were missing. Hmm. Um, yeah. On April 18th, the results of DNA tests verified that they were the body of Lacey and her son, Connor. The autopsies on both bodies were performed um, by Dr. P- Brian Peterson, which was no relation. <laughs> um According just to the, a happy coincidence. Just a very happy coincidence. According to the autopsy, um, the baby's skin was not decomposed at all, though the right side of the body was mutilated and the placenta and umbilical cord were not found with the body. Lacey's cervix was intact. Um, the exact um, the exact date and cause of Lacey's death were never figured out. She had suffered cracked ribs, um, but she but the doctors couldn't determine if that had happened before or after she died. And Lacey's upper torso had been emptied of her organs, except for the uterus. Um, and Dr. Peterson determined that the fetus had been expelled from Lacey's decaying body. So that <gasps> So yeah. she did kind of like give birth. I, I, after she died i guess so but what i find very weird about that is that like how was the umbilical cord cut like or how was he like it might it might have just the umbilical like maybe she pushed out the placenta and everything maybe like it could have got caught up on something like they i i I don't want to quote this because I'm probably wrong, but I remember reading some really horrific stories about people who had died while they were pregnant and then they went and dug them back up and the baby was outside of the body somehow. Like posthumously, they had like given birth. Okay. So I guess when you said given birth, I thought that you meant like they, like she was alive and gave birth to him. No, I meant like more like, did the baby come out like naturally? Yes. Okay. I didn't word that well, my bad. No, I that that makes more sense. Um so but my question is they say that the baby had a cut on him, but I guess maybe that just happened by virtue was of it, being in the bay. Was yeah, I was gonna say, like, was it after it was like it could have been like postmortem. Yeah, it definitely could have been. I guess I kind of always had the perception that like this was the baby was cut out of her because the person that did it. <laughs> Scott is a piece yeah. of shit. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, understandable. Um, but yeah, I guess I guess I'm not I guess that's not necessarily true. Um, the doctor did say that there was no food in the baby's stomach, um, which would have indicated a live birth had it been present. So if the food if food had been present, that would have suggested that the baby was born alive, but the fact that there was not food, I think means that it was likely a stillbirth. Right, okay. Um the the a, the Associated Press does um does like admit that this this testimony, this like um anonymous testimony does seem contradictory. Um 
though he stated that no cause of death could be determined for Lacey or Connor, he also stated it was her death that caused Connor's death while he was still in the uterus. Okay, I mean, that would make sense. So, yeah, I mean, it's murky. And, I mean, think about, like, that this happened in December. This was four months later. <laughs> like, right, right. That's, that's quite a long time. Yeah, absolutely. So, w- here's what blows my mind. And I was using notes to uh, read off a lot of that, the little details. But what blows my mind, so, dur- before Lacey disappeared, Scott was having an affair. Um, there's a notorious story of Amber Fry, who was the person he was having an affair with. She, and I, I tend to believe that this is true. She did not know that he was married. Like, I guess he kept that really under wraps. Um, and what just convinces me of his guilt is that before she turned up, um, missing and then dead he had told her oh this is my first time this is my first christmas without my wife like before that before this was ever a thing before it, like she'd gone missing anything like he had told her that so that makes him like guilty as sin that's super sus very um he also he also gave her this detailed story of how he was in paris um for new year's even though this was like New Year's was like the height of when everything when you know when they were looking for her um but he he gave her this elaborate story of being in Paris and seeing the Eiffel Tower like this guy is just a fucking like filthy liar yeah <laughs> but what's interesting what I always found interesting about the case is that um on the same I, I believe it was the day it was like the 26th of December um and this is all very like I'm kind of just talking about this conversationally. So like for exact dates, please like look at the sources, but I believe it was the 26th. Um there was this there was this um break-in that happened like across the street from the Petersons, okay? So there is all this alleged like there's all this this theory um from the Peterson side of the family. And I think even from Lacey's family, cause they really love Scott that somehow this break in was tied to Lacey's disappearance. Um, but it was very strange because at that time on the 26th, this is when um, all the reporters were like camped outside. So they're like, well, what, like the authorities and the media were like, well, if this happened on the 26th, we would have seen this cause we were all outside. Right. So it was just, like, these very odd, like, convenient stories um, to try to relate Lacey's disappearance to these, the break-ins that were happening in the neighborhood. I don't believe that for a goddamn second. No. Um, But the, and the other thing is, Scott Peterson had been fishing on the day when she disappeared, um, and he just happens... To, and she just happens to have been found in the bay. Hmm. Uh, like he was fishing, all right. Uh, yeah. It's just there are a lot of different theories. There's a really good documentary, I think, on Hulu um, that gives all these different ideas. Like it's it's not quite as cut and dry as people think. Like there are things that that make you go, "Huh? Well, like maybe that's another, maybe that's a theory that." 
could hold up. But right. what sealed the deal for me though is Amber Fry disclosing because she she straight up did not give two shits she she told them everything like i that's why i tend to believe that she probably didn't know that he was married right um, right she was so cooperative oh she was super cooperative i mean they even tapped her phones to listen in um like with her consent they like bugged her phones to listen in on conversations that scott was having with her Scott was arraigned on April 21st of 2003, which is just days after um, after the bodies were found. Um, he was charged with two felony counts of murder with premeditation and special circumstances. He uh, pled not guilty. And uh, the judge of the county superior court moved his trial to a different county because so many people in the original county had made up their minds obviously about peterson's guilt his official trial began on june 1st 2004 and on november 12th 2004 he was convicted of first degree murder for his wife's death and second degree murder for connor's death the the judge sentenced him to death following the murder of lacy cruel uncaring heartless and callous Mm. so in march 2019 california governor Gavin Newsom issued a moratorium for all 737 prisoners on death row in California, including Peterson. The order postpones all executions for the duration of uh, that governor's um, time, you know, tenure as as governor. And California had not executed a prisoner since 2006 due to legal challenges and the state's like protocol. Uh, Newsom's order has spared the approximately 25 prisoners on death row who had exhausted their legal appeals and could not have their execution moved forward once the legal challenge was resolved. Peterson's family said that they were in favor of the action by the governor, but noted that his case was likely to be unaffected by it. The family does not believe Peterson would exhaust all of his legal challenges by January 2027 when Newsom would be leaving office. So they are like, well, this is cool, but like he'll probably still get it anyway. So this case did lead to a lot of of good things, um, like the the death of Lacey and and their baby did lead to the passage of unborn the Unborn Victims of Violence Act, which is also known as Lacey and Connor's Law. So that's just a very broad overview. There's a lot of really great podcasts that go into like the the, the nitty gritty details. My fascination, I think, is that one he was like fishing in I believe a body of water that connects to where they were found. And Amber Fry, like her testimony, I just think like seals the deal. Yeah. I mean, I just, and now that you tell me more about that, because I remember we had this, (laughs) I remember, I don't know why I said it like that, but I remember (laughs) when we were talking about you called her Amber Heard by accident. And I was like, well, that's a piece of shit name. (laughs) And, um, I, and now I I feel bad for calling her a piece of shit because she was so fucking cooperative with everyone. Yeah, and that's why I tend to believe her. Like, she did not try to defend him. Like, she really, she really tried to be cooperative and, like, hand over information and honestly, like, be pretty, like, de- deceitful towards Scott, which takes a lot of balls. Yeah, absolutely. Especially if you know that he just probably murdered his wife and unborn child. Oh, my God. It's so gross. Like, just while while people are looking for your missing wife, you're telling mm-hmm. her that you're in Paris yeah yep Ugh. like it's so gross yeah it's very nasty 
and the fact that back when they met, they he was like, "Oh, this is gonna be my first season or my yeah my first holiday season without my wife." Like, boy, even though I've planned this for so long, absolutely piece of shit. So, where this became relevant again is that just today I saw on um, a local Pittsburgh news station that the California High Court is considering a review of the murder convictions because they sucked at picking jury members. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, so I will read a little bit of this article. This is from uh, WPXI. Um, It's an article by Crystal on villain um and it is from today october 15th 2020 so it says the scott peter uh, scott peterson the california man convicted in 2004 of the murders of his pregnant wife and their unborn son has been granted a review of his conviction based on the juror's failure to disclose that she'd once been the victim of a crime while pregnant the california supreme court on wednesday sent peterson's case back to san mateo County Superior Court, where a judge will determine if the former fertilizer salesman is entitled to a new trial. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Peterson, who's now 47, is incarcerated at San Quentin State Prison in the killings um, of Lacey Peterson, 27, and the unborn son, Connor, who went missing from the couple's Modesto home on Christmas Eve of 2002. Uh, Their remains washed up on the shore of San Francisco Bay, a couple of miles from where Peterson said he'd been fishing that day nearly four months later. Uh, Connor's umbilical cord was still attached to his body. The latest twist in Peterson's case comes less than two months after the Supreme Court overturned his death sentence, citing, quote, a series of clear and significant errors in jury selection that under a longstanding United States Supreme Court precedent undermined Peterson's right to an impartial jury at the penalty phase. So now I could, it, it pisses me off because I could see how his trial was not fair. Yeah, yeah I guess. Uh, right, like, I guess, but... At the same time, I'm like, this guy fucking did it. (laughs) Like, I don't, like, I, there's no, I just feel like there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Just uh, honestly, based on, like, the gross shit he did with his, like, other woman and what he told her, it's insane. Yeah. So in Wednesday's order, the high court demanded, or I'm sorry, determined that juror number seven, Rochelle Nice, committed prejudicial misconduct by not disclosing her prior involvement with other legal proceedings, including but not limited to being the victim of a crime. So um, he P- Peterson petitioned, did like a habeas corpus petition, which introduced evidence um, the defense alleges the trial judge did not have in 2004 and argued uh, 19 separate claims. It was the defense's very first claim that caused the Supreme Court to demand a review of his case. So it's just fucking annoying. It's like, why don't you just... Why don't I mean, you it just... is his right. It, well, no, I know. It's annoying because, like, why can't you guys just fucking go by the rules so that you don't have to retry someone that is so obviously yeah. guilty? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, my God. I will, I will eat my shorts if he is not guilty. <laughs> i there's no way he's not guilty there's no fucking way that's my opinion but yeah so basically they're they're trying to they're reviewing the case to figure out if he needs a retrial um Mm. but i highly encourage everyone to look more into this and then tell me what you think because i am fascinated yeah that's Um, it doesn't give a good 
doesn't seem to give a good timeline on like when this might happen, but it's definitely being reviewed and um there's there's like a huge to do about how this juror um you know essentially could have committed perjury by lying. Yeah. Yep. Great. Yep. Thanks asshole. That. Yeah, major asshole. Yeah. Great. Well, there's your update. Yeah, that's that's the update. There's a million um I think I listened to maybe an episode of Crime Junkie about about this. That was really good. There's a good um documentary or docu series something like that on Hulu. That nice. is really good and it really the the documentary on Hulu really dives deep into like these other possible theories. But then yeah. but then you just like you hear Amber Fry's like take and you're like, "All right." <laughs> yeah throw the book at him like you're fucking guilty yeah just really really crazy and i thought it was um very interesting that it was coming back up yeah especially since we just talked about it yeah but that was good thanks yeah um anything else you would like to add um no i just would like to say that we got a um (laughs) notification on on instagram that just meatballs podcast started following us <laughs> just meatballs are they italian just meatballs because it makes me think of um jersey shore because i fucking love jersey shore because i'm a would. fucking you absolutely would your friendly neighborhood meatballs take talking true crime and other things that make you go what the fuck <laughs> oh just meatballs I just, I just, yeah, because Snooki calls her and uh, Dina meatballs, and I just think it's funny. <laughs> so nice. Well, we just gave you guys a shout out by accident, not really by accident. I like the name; it's a great. I just like name. I, I clicked my my phone screen on, and I was like, "Just meatballs." Oh, they did an episode on Halloween murders. Nice. Nice. Well, you get to follow back, and I'm going to tell you we talked about your podcast. Check out the Just Meatballs podcast. Just to meet the balls. <laughs> um, all right. Well, um, okay, that's it. Yep. Follow us on our shit, Chardonnay and Sign DNA on Facebook, Chardonnay and DNA on Instagram. The Twitter's irrelevant, um, but it's Chardonnay DNA if you would like. Uh Chardonnay and DNA.com. Join our Patreon, give us some money so we can keep doing this. Mm-hmm. Buy shit send us uh, stories talk to us oh yes and shout out to um nikki she gave us a good bonus, yes she did yes she did episode idea that we'll probably do like we'll probably record like next week yeah absolutely all right that's it bye bye